You're listening to the Show Lab Producer Podcast, where we talk about nothing but producer stuff. You dig? Yo, you're listening to the Show Lab Producer Podcast, where we talk about nothing but producer stuff. You dig? I am your boy, Marl from Beats. And man, I have the honor and the privilege to be on the phone with a, a legend in the game. Uh, like I mentioned last week on the show, uh, he was a part of the Bad Boy production team, the Hitmen. He's one of the original uh, members of the production team, and you have heard you have heard uh, definitely some of his stuff between Biggie and the whole Bad Boy team. Just he, he's he's been all over the spot, all over the place, and. Uh, was dope was even dope man that we from the same hometown and uh i'm honored and privileged to know this brother uh he we we have some transparent real type of conversations he put me on game because you know all of the missing the 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 conceptions that i had about the the industry and the production game man uh he's just been one of those guys to just like give me the real so i'm honored and privileged to have my brother no other than Carlos Brody to the show. What up, bruh? What's going on, bruh? Man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, bro. Um, uh, we on the show, but you know, we talk, we talk all the time, and uh, right, and right. yeah, and, and I and I and, and I, you know, like I said, man. Once I had to start the show back up, man, I definitely want to get you on it, man, just to. Uh, be able to share, you know, just some insight from your perspective, you know, and just from your years of being in the business. So before yes. we before yes. we get into all that, Carlos, I just want you to, for those that may not be familiar with Carlos Brody, if you could just introduce yourself and tell them, tell the people who he is. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, music and producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ used to be a rapper, uh, but I produced some of your favorite hit records from back in the day and to the present, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the bad boy hitmen, original hitmen, I like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, like I've been lucky to produce for a, 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 an amazing amount of people, you know, some of my favorite artists. Right. So, you know, I don't know, we run it down the list. Uh, well, give, give him a little rundown. Give him a little rundown. Uh, well, I did. Um, uh, first off, uh, um, I was uh, my first check came from Biggie and 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 Un with the little Quint, uh, the little Kim Queen record, mm-hmm. and then um, you know I did the Puffy's Can't Nobody Hold Me Down, mm. um, the uh, Only You remix with Biggie and Mace. Uh, on uh, May set the 24 hours to live uh, and take what's yours uh, I did Nas Project Windows and Small World mm. and um, I produced uh, Raekwon and Ghost on Raekwon um, I did uh, uh, Yayo on the Immobilarity album on Ghost Supreme Clientele I did We Made It in Saturday Night mm. Noriega Top of New York um, they're first single I, I believe um uh Indy Ari video I see God in you um 
Then we got, you know, Yo Gotti, uh, uh, Back to the Basic album. I was heavily involved with it. I did eight records on that. Um, um, three, six, I used to program for 3-6 Mafia. I programmed on the, on the um, I believe it was the most known, unknown record album. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, Royce 5-9, that's my, my good friend, good homie, good brother. Um, that Black Savages record he just did, I'm, I'm co-producer on that. Um, wow. from the new album he just dropped so you know we, we get it in there of course with Royce I did um, majority of the death is certain we got like a cult like following with that album um, wow. but I, I know I forgot a few few people but um, man I, <laughs> it's so man I know, the, I know the list could probably just yeah. go on and on and listen as you running it down I didn't realize you did all them joints like oh, man I'm telling you man like all this you know all this time, and like, and 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 don't get it twisted. And I don't want people just thinking this, but I've been a fan. Mm-hmm. Like, you remember when we first linked up? I I showed right. you a picture of of you in the Scratch magazine. Like, yo, right. this is one of my favorite articles. So I ain't just saying, I ain't just you know saying that. Oh, I've been a fan, but you you calling out stuff that I that I didn't, I had no clue, bruh. Jesus yeah, Christ, you know? Wow. <laughs> And and it all started with like I said, the first check came from from Biggie, um, for the Lil Kim record. You right, know? right. Um, wow. He, he, want, he, he 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 didn't want nobody to get that beat, so he you know if he couldn't use it, he said he was gonna buy it and, and use it for his artist. Right, 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 right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, man, let 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 me start off by asking this, man. How did you how did you get connected? How did how how did the whole Hitman thing start. How did that even come about? Um, it came by way of me sending tapes to to you know you're showing your age when you talk about sending tapes. Out <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I sent out like five different B tapes. My wife gave me the idea to send the five B tapes to five different record companies. Everybody mm-hmm. rejected it, and and I got a call back from Bad Boy. And um, my man June, June hit me up and he was like, "Yo, this cat, you know, Nasheen gonna hit you because he like he wanna work with you. He like your beats." Right. So Nasheen, Nasheen hit me up and was like, "Yo, um, I like your your, your joints. So send me send me another tape." And I sent him another tape. And a week later, that next phone call, he was like, "Yo, Big want one of your joints." Wow. So um, me and Nasheen went on to be partners. And he was managing me for a while, um, mm-hmm. but we went on to be production partners. So the so the 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 Biggie record, the, the the beat that Biggie wanted was the actual Queen beat, right? And um, by the time I got up there, you know, um, I guess you know the way Biggie and Puff's relationship was. Puff was his producer, executive producer. Uh, Puff didn't really hear that beat for Big, mm-hmm. but like I said, Big, Big was like, "Yo, I'm, 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 this beat is crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it and use it on my artist." Right. So that's how that came about. My first, you know, actual trip to New York. I was, I had a placement and I had a check when I landed, and I'm walking into Unique Studios and Biggie sitting on the couch, and I'm walking in with my SP1200, about to drop this beat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was a, a, an amazing experience, amazing feeling to just walk in the studio with your drum machine and you got Notorious B.I.G. sitting on the couch talking about how dope the beat was. Right. You know what I mean? So, 
Yeah, that, that's that's the start of it. And from there, um, me and Nasheen would, would do work, and I would do work at home. And I used to fly to New York like every couple of weeks mm-hmm. and fly back to the crib. And um, in that process, like I said, we formed our partnership, and we just started, you know, putting in work. So Nasheen was already down. Mm-hmm. And um, that was when the formation of it started. You know, he was telling me Puff was going to start this production team. So it was really, it started with, with Nasheen, Derek, Ron, Stevie. Right. Um, because me and Nasheen had been doing records. And at that same time, we did the Capone and Noriega records. That's the that's the, the jump off of Capone and Noriega. Right. And that, he was like, okay. Because, see, Nasheen used to play the beats for Puff first. Right. Right? And get him first right. And if he didn't hear it or didn't like it, you know, we go somewhere else. So that was one of the ones they got away. And uh, when he heard when we was mixing it, he was like, yo, <laughs> like, this joint. Crazy, y'all giving the, y'all giving the beats away for low rates. Y'all charging too low. You know mm. what I mean? So, I uh, so you know that kicked that off, and after that, after that uh, mixing of that record, that record came out and started the bubble. Um, that's doing the whole East Coast West Coast madness and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, he gonna take a trip to Trinidad. So I get a call one day, and Nash is like, "Yo, Puff said I could bring you to Trinidad with us." So we flew to Trinidad. We was there for like three weeks, banging out beats. You right. Know what I mean, I think we had like 20, 20, I think I did like twenty four beats um, that he actually liked. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. banging them out. I remember one morning um, I had just left the studio because he would break it up into rooms. Like right. me and Nashim have a room. Him and Stevie have a room, and Derek and Ron have a room. Right. And um, I remember leaving the room one night, and uh, as soon as I my head hit the pillow, somebody was knocking on the door, like, Puff wants you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what do you want? He's like, yo, I get in the studio. He's like, Los, you know, we don't sleep right here, baby. We, we working, you know what I mean? This ain't no vacation. You know how we do so. Like, right. so he proceeded to tell me the, 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 the beats that he wanted. Mm-hmm. So he picked out, like, 20, 24 beats. Wow. Like track them out, you know what I mean? Track them out, get with Nas. You know how I like to track them out. You know, I'm finna fly to LA for this Soul Train thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Soul Train Awards, you know, when I come back, you know, we're gonna go through them. So, you know, that was the start of it. That's how I came about. So, right. Uh, unofficially, this is the, the, the real deal. Officially, if you ask Puff, I am a hitman because I was there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but contractually, I wasn't signed. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So you'll get it. Like, like I tell people all the time, Puff say I'm a hitman, I'm a hitman. So right. I don't really care about, you know, what else? Nobody else. Right. Exactly. Right. That That's his That's his team. So if he say I'm down, I'm down. You know right. what I mean? Right, 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 so, right. I've heard a few things like I wasn't really down, you know. To me, that was kind of the that was kind of the thing with the evolution of hip hop thing. But um, when they had the hitman on the evolution of hip hop, right. I was omitted. Or I wasn't invited. Right. You know what I mean? But, wow. But yeah. they showed. But they showed my picture. I was on the picture. Right, because <laughs> they, they even they even even they even uh, showed it even when y'all went to Trinidad, how y'all was yeah 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 I, yeah, yeah I got yeah, you. yeah wow. 
And then they play they play my music too. You know, like the just bleed, somebody's got to die. What's yeah. Beef? What's beef in my downfall are really mine. You know what I mean? Just how me and Nas used to do it. If if he had the idea and laid the foundation, his name would go first and if I did, my name would go first. Mm. I the claim to bleed in my downfall because those were records that I actually did at my house back in Memphis wow. and brought them to New York. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And Nashim had somebody got to die when we was when we landed in Trinidad. Biggie had a, a, a first verse laid to it already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you just come in, do your co-production or your co- you know your your addition to it, and that's how we rock. You know, right. we was rocking like that. We right. the true team in that essence. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Man, I tell you, man, it yeah. was it, so much. Just it was so much in that, man. So much in just, you know, just in that rundown. Wow, man. You I, know, it was the flip side to that story too, brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know, you know, hey, it, it's so old, but but the flip side of it is is one of the reasons I'm not signed is because I chose not to. Mm-hmm. And the flip side of it was one day in Trinidad, mm-hmm. we was, we was, me and Puff was out on the basketball court just shooting jump shots, just messing around. Mm-hmm. And he proceeded to ask me, how did I meet Nasheen? Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said to take the bad boy, right? Mm-hmm. So that didn't go over well. Wow. And from and, and at that moment he, he pretty much dropped the ball and went in the building like, you know, flipping, like screaming, like, yo. Basically, long story short, my tape had got stolen off his desk. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Right. So, <laughs> wow. So, so, got stolen, uh, so so his thing was he didn't get a chance to critique or hear it yeah. for himself whether he wanted to you know, you know, to right. deal with me. Because so maybe, because like he didn't get a fair shot. Exactly. That's what I'm about to say. So it, this could have probably been a whole different take. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, probably. If, yeah. Um, yeah. So, 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 so at that moment he was like, yo, you know, I, I, I want you, I, I want to manage you. I want you to be down with me, be with my team. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Officially. Um, he was like, but I'm going to let you make your own choice. Right. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you wow. know me and Nasha, though, we was already making records together. So right. We, you know, we had the Queen, top of New York. You know, we, we was doing it. Right. We had a couple more of the records in the works. So I was like, you know, I'm stick with Nas. We are gonna ride it on now. Wow. So, so, so another, so you and Nas had, but can't, y'all had built the friendship at, at the same time. As yeah, well. you know, it's it's crazy, right? Because I believe things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. I remember one day. And this was after the Trinidad trip. One day, I was at Nasha's grandmother's house because I used to go when I fly up. Instead of staying in the hotel, I used to stay at his grandmother's house, sleep on the couch, or sleep in his room, right? Mm-hmm. All day long, we just grinded. So, and, and that's why I tell young folks too, right? Because I had a house at, at the crib, and and a, and, a, and a bed in the bedroom. But yet, when you're trying to get it, you know, you got to go all out to get mm-hmm. it. So I'm sleeping on the man's couch miles away in Queens, New York. Jamaica, Queens, to be exact. Right. Um, so one day, and his grandmother used to cook meals every day, man. Miss Adams used to throw down. So mm. you weren't missing no meals. Right. Like, I'm talking about, like, for real, for real, meals. So one day, she was um, in the kitchen, and the doorbell rang. Mm-hmm. And she asked me to get the, get the door. 
So I go to the door and I see this lady and I'm looking at this lady like, man, what is she doing here? It was one of my teachers from the 10th grade at the door. Wow. And I'm like, what you doing here? She's like, I'm visiting my sister. And I was like, wow. Not my, oh. my, <laughs> my wow. teacher from Whitehaven. I went to Whitehaven 10th grade. My teacher from Whitehaven. Me too. <laughs> with my man's grandmother, you know right. what I mean? All the way in Jamaica, New York. It was, it was just so crazy. But that's one of the things that let me know I was in the right place. You know what wow, I mean? Wow, man, that is crazy, bro. That's yeah, crazy. That, I mean, how, how crazy. to even, yeah, to even think how that even pay up. Now, she was your teacher at Whitehaven, but she way in New York talking about, I'm right. visiting my sister. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> That's, that is crazy. Man, yeah, Avery, I went to Whitehaven, well, I went to Whitehaven Elementary, too. By the, uh, mm-hmm. I went to Whitehaven Elementary, then we moved, we moved, uh, we moved to around. We moved to Bethel Grove, so I ended up going to Airways. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, but but yeah, I yeah. but I actually grew up. I grew up in in in, in Whitehaven, well, Blackhaven. So anyway, right, right, right. Yeah. As as we yeah. as I as we get as I digress talking about our, my about my Memphis days. Yeah, I, I did Whitehaven in tenth uh, grade. Got kicked out and ended up graduating at Fairly. I'm a bulldog for life now, so it is what it is. Okay, I yeah. hear you, yeah. um, bro. Well, let me ask you. This, let me ask you this, Carlos, and I, and, I, and I, I'm, you know, and I guess, man, I'm, I'm intrigued now that I'm really, you know, because we've talked, but I think we, we, we never really in depth. So now the questions is just running. So, right. Uh, when you was back back in Memphis, when you started out, did you always knew that you wanted to do? more than just a southern thing like because you know you because think you know looking at it you would think okay well i would if you know me looking at me looking at you i mean you know mm-hmm. on outside looking in i would be like well man he would probably connect with like with dj paul juicy j and them right. and really build that up wouldn't what was it always in you to say you know what i'm gonna go broad i'm gonna go abroad than just Memphis. Was that always a thing? You know what? It's a funny story about that. Mm-hmm. My style has always been East Coastish, mm-hmm. right? Um, because of the influences that I fell in love with, you know, the the premiere, the Pete Rocks, the right. Emo B, you know what I mean? Those are like my guys. Right. But so straight out of high school, I was always like I was DJing mm-hmm. in high school and we started out of high school to DJ and turned into making beats. So right. as I got better with making beats, the reputation started to grow because I used to do demos at my mom's crib, you know, record, had a little studio, record, demos and all of that. Right. So I don't even, I can't remember how, uh, actually I do, Little Pat was uh, working at my man Eli Ball, who has financial right now. He's mm-hmm. in the finance. He, he was a producer mm-hmm. with EMI. Mm-hmm. And Eli is the one that had Al Capone and the guy named uh, and, uh, SMK signed. Okay. And uh, the triplet hi-hat thing that everybody's doing, SMK is one of the creators of that. Mm-hmm. From from he was from Buffalo, but he he was in Memphis, and that's where he he you know planted his 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 flag in Memphis. Right. Um. So SMK 
is him and Al, I believe they did the lyrical drive-by. That's how that came about, right? So my man, Lil Pat, I met him by way of the singing group I was dealing with called PBS at the time, and he invited me to come to the warehouse studio. That was the name of Eli's studio. Mm-hmm. Right there on Riverside where the houses are now. He had this big warehouse, and he had two studios in the trunk, and I had his, his label functioning out of it. So there I linked up with Al Capone, and at the time, SMK, Al Capone, Lil Pat, and Gangsta Pat was producing Al. Mm-hmm. So Al's very first, Al Capone's very first album, I um, did some production. I did had, had like two beats on it. Uh-huh. But me and Gangsta Pat used to argue every day about <laughs> the way my beat sounded. <laughs> right. Versus the way that, Everybody, everybody else beats down. He used right. to tell me every day, man, you need to go to New York with that old East Coast. Yeah, you know yeah, East Coast. right. <laughs> so, so really, you know, after hearing that so much and being in the South, because I wasn't heavy with the 808s back then, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I knew how to make it bang, but I didn't incorporate 808s in my music until later on. Right. But um, that that's kind of what sparked it, man. Like, hey, okay, maybe I do need to take my music somewhere else because... This particular style that they're doing, it doesn't fit that, you know. What right. I mean? So right, right. I started to to seek elsewhere. Right, and man, you know, it's it's funny. It's funny when I even when I think about it, uh, Los, because like, you know, uh, even even with the even with the hip hop evolution uh, this past mm-hmm. season that they did right. they did on Memphis, you know, what I'm saying right. I, I thought they did a real good thing, real good job, you know, of just the whole sound. Uh, you know, just I, I do, but not to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and I disagree. Okay, because it's a lot of influential people they left out, me included. Now, now, but and see, that's what I was about to say. That's what I. That's that. That I was. I was drive. I was about to drive to that point. But go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you know, you got to think about it. You talking like. I kicked it off in 95, 96, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. You you can't omit Al Capone, SMK. Right. You just got to. Right. You know what I mean? DJ Paul and Juicy them. See, we all was around the same time, but we was doing different things. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I right. had a conversation with Juicy J one day. He was telling me he used to listen to my mix, my mix segments on 88.5 back in the day. Mm. And that bugged me out. Like, yo, you... <laughs> right, you right. You listen to my... You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's crazy. But right. that that's what it was. You know, you got the DJ Squeakies, the DJ Zerks, and DJs. Mm. Like, they left out a lot of people. Yeah, that, yeah. Even though they had squeak, you know they had Squeaky in there, but there was more, mm-hmm. it was more talking about DJ Spanish Fly, which, right. you know what I'm saying, that right. was, Spanish Fly was definitely a legend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And, when you mention Spanish Fly, you gotta mention Sunny D. Sunny D, Raider J, you know what I'm saying? You, right. You can't <laughs> Right. You can't. Club No you Name. Yeah, exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. You and, got your, and even, even hell, you gotta mention Stan Bell. You know, Stan the like, Man Bell. Yes, that's right. You got so many influential people, you know, and, and that's just on the DJ side. But when you're talking about producers, right? Then nobody jump out there like I did, right? And 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 we talking about making platinum records, right? And you, you know, know I mean? and you know what? Even even and I and I don't want 
if, if look if, if for those that for those that want to know we talk about go see the uh go see the netflix documents uh, documentary but i just want to say right. this something gangster boo said on that she said that no it was no no it was it wasn't gangster boo it was somebody it was another chick that was on that she said she didn't know anything else outside of memphis music you know what i'm saying no doubt so and, and that's how it was. Yeah, that's how it was. So you know, what I'm saying for them not to pay the homage to, you know, pay homage to you in a sense of taking them, taking it out, you know, taking it out. Mm-hmm. They, they they definitely missed the mark on that. You know, what I'm saying. Yeah, because you you dealing with the same timelines, right? Like yeah. I said, ninety four, ninety five, all throughout the nineties. Come on, we was killing it. You you can't, but but. I got to do my own thing to tell the story, right? Yeah. And put it in perspective because the Southern influence, like I used to tell cats all the time, listen, yeah, I know where I am. I'm in New York and this, that, and the other, right? Mm -hmm. But the music y'all sampling comes from Memphis. Yeah. And so, bro. You see what I'm saying? Bro. Like, I always always pay homage to RZA because RZA brought that whole catalog to life. That's right. With the first and of the 36 changes and mm-hmm. you know you can go to cream cream is the charmels right it's like that that whole that whole sound right this is sound that's you know right what I mean? and for them not to be able to tie that into some type of documentary to show the evolution of the Memphis music from then and to now and right. the influences have, but even even before then guess what bro Make the music with your mouth biz. That's Isaac Hayes. Yeah, yes. Yes, bro. That's, that's Ice Moon. <laughs> right. So like, come on, man. We talking about 86. Yes. 85, 86. We've been in there. That's in, right. In that essence. You see what I'm saying? Right. And Marley used to stay sampling some message joint. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. And man, they don't, they... Go they ahead. Just didn't put it together right. Right. Yeah. You and, and 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 I I I definitely think they 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 de- they definitely missed that because what I was about to say, man, like you know, even though Memphis, you know, the you know, it's known for the crunk, but it's but you know, we all it's also known for the musicianship. You know what I'm saying? So right. you breeding you breeding all these different different type of producers that are coming yeah, out of Memphis because of on, all man. of. Because of all this different type of music that we have in Memphis, you know what I'm saying? Listen, so, did they did, did did they mention Jazzy Faye? Uh, no, they didn't. See, <laughs> they, they how didn't. You miss, how you not you mention Jazzy, Jazzy Faye and his daddy was part Come of the on, barcade? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. You missing Jazzy? You miss me? Um, yeah. You can, Fast forward to Drummer Boy. Drummer Boy produced mm. everybody in the freaking world. Mm. Wow. That's right. right. He, he was influenced by his brother, Insane Wayne, mm-hmm. my, my man Slice T, Jazzy, and myself. He will tell you we are his biggest influences. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, how do you miss that mark? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. It right. ain't just about, you know... The mafia, the mafia did their thing. You know right. what I mean? Right. And then my guys, they still doing their thing. You right. know what I mean? But but we all was a part of uh, 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 shaping this this thing. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. Like like I said, I programmed for three six four minutes. Mm-hmm. I know how to rock the eight oh eight and all of that. You right. Know what I mean, I ain't get on the SB twelve hundred and make the eight oh eight ring for days. Like right. that's what we did. You see what I'm saying? Right. 
So I just didn't. It, that was their style, I, and it, it, it wasn't my style. You see right. what I'm saying? So right. Yeah, but we can get down because I, I I have to do it. Evolution of what the trap music is or the trap beats is all about. You right. know what I mean? We've been doing that since the nineties. Right, 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 right. So that ain't nothing new. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, man, you know, and, and I, I'm, I guess I'm gonna go ahead. Speaking of uh, speaking of evolution, just set segueing mm-hmm. into where we at now musically, um, right? Man, from, in, from your perspective, bro, like, um, and and we've we've talked about it before, man. It's it's like, mm-hmm. um, well, let me let me say this. Let me let me start off. Let me start the conversation by this. I think there's a misconception of maybe I mean of your producers. I think it's just it's a lack of really knowing uh, what happens after what happens after your your time. You, and I hate to say your time, but mm-hmm. like what what did you do? What did you do to keep going after the whole bad boy thing? Because from like a person like me and whoever may be listening, they may be like. Man, he was a part of the hitmen. Like right. you don't you don't get no higher than that. So after that, well, after, go ahead, go ahead. You, yeah, yeah. Not to not to cut you off. After that, you know, and even during that, but see, this is the thing. We was always doing work outside of Bad Boy. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the the, the Nas records and and the Wu Tang records that I did. So so me personally. Like I did the uh, Raekwon and, and Ghost records after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? India RE was after that. Mm. Gotti three six, all of that was after that. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Although I have been knowing, I've been knowing uh, the clan members of the clan since ninety ninety five ninety four because mm-hmm. a lot of dark man. I produced that whole album. Mm. Pretty much ninety percent of that whole album, but I was I was one of the executive producers because he was signed to me and uh, Tyree Supreme. He, he was signed to um, me and Tyree's label, right? So okay. he was our artist under the Wu Tang umbrella, mm. like a Wu Tang affiliate. Okay. So we had this the bird on the on the album and all of that. So I've been around them cats. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. So like I said. Um, I always was was around certain people, and even before the Bad Boy situation, um, I was signed to Pete Rock's production company mm-hmm. by way of his brother, Ruddy Ruddy Phillips. You know, rest mm. in peace. Okay. Um, he signed me to Soul Brother Number One. So, it, you know, I, I, and Ruddy had me submitting beats for for every album. I, I submitted beats for the first Nas album through mm-hmm. Ruddy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I've been around AZ album. He had me sending beats for everything that he run across. He had me sending beats. Right. So, you know, Bad Boy was just the thing that that, that kind of kicked it off. That, right. That, that got the notoriety. It got the hits. Let's just be honest. It right. Got right. the hits. Right. Because can't, can't Hold Me Down was a, was a smash, cuz. Yeah, it was a smash. Jesus. We celebrated 20 years. Wow. And I always tell people I'm a I'm a real producer. Mm-hmm. To me, producer's job is to be in the background. I ain't no artist, so you're not gonna see me all in your cameras and all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you if you check the credits, you're gonna see my name. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. You, you know what I mean? Like right. even with the with the Kanye record, with the Blood on the Leaves record, mm-hmm. Cash don't. You know, only the real people know that I did it. You right. know what I mean? But you gotta check the credits. Right. You know what I mean? You right. check the credits, you are gonna see my name. I'm on a lot of records that you, people don't know that I'm on. Right. 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 Man. Mm-hmm. So so how. Mm, how can I say this? In 2020, how does a producer maintain? You know what I'm saying? How does a producer Man. keep going? You know what I'm saying? You got to work out, Ma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep them chop. Listen, listen. From from. See, this is the thing about me, and this is you know, I, I, you know, we talk, and mm-hmm. I tell you how I like to teach the kids how to make beats. Right. Me and you are, are just alike because. We work on multiple formats and can work on multiple formats. Right. And I tell people, yeah, I fell in love with the SP-1200, but I learned how to work the MPC-60 and the 62 first. Right. And, and then went to the SP-1200. Like, all my hit records is off of SP-1200. The mm. Biggie records, the Can't Nobody Hold Me Down, Only You Remix. You know what I mean? Those are right. SP-1200. Top New York, Queens. That's SP-1200. Mm-hmm. So I, I tell producers, listen, Okay, you got Logic, Reason, Pro Tools, all of that. Learn how to make beats in all of them. Mm-hmm. Because you could, you, it, it, Beat Maker 3, you know what I mean? Cubasin, mm-hmm. you know how we rock. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I tell them, you know, I tell them and I try to teach them all of them. Ableton, learn them because you never know. You might be in a situation, you might be on vacation and fall in the studio and they ain't got nothing but Ableton. Right. You got a vibe, what you gonna do? That's right. You right. know what I mean? Like I tell cats, I can make beats without a computer. Mm-hmm. Give me a drum set, a guitar, a keyboard, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Tape, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock out. I'm going right. to do what I do. That's right. So I tell producers, man, listen, learn as much as you can. Learn as many formats as you can and figure out the one that works for you. But it always it's, it's always good to learn different different form, um, dolls and right. formats. Right. Um, and and always keep your chops up. Even if when you the period people didn't hear from me or thought they didn't hear from me, I'm gonna always make beats. Uh, uh, you know, in the in the oh sevens and all of that, I was making beats on my phone. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, and and look, look, see and see and see. We I'm I'm thinking about another conversation that we had. Because uh, mm-hmm. you know, even even the way technology is, you know, what I'm saying we can use right. our phones, we can use our yeah. iPads. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, we've had conversations about it, man. But again, man, what is your take? Do you, are you opposed to any of any any of the technology? You know, what I'm saying yeah, because no. because you know uh, the conversations that I've had. You know, what I'm saying with one of you know a couple other OG uh, OG producers. You know, what I'm saying they mm-hmm. downplayed. You know what I'm saying? The new technology. And I think it's I, I and I don't and, and I don't think when I say downplay, I don't think it's being downplayed out of you know, maliciously, but just nah. you know, just uh you know, they you know They just don't know. They just don't right? yeah, right. And they're and they're accustomed to, you know, a thing, you know what I'm saying? So you know, I've had the conversations uh a conversation about analog versus digital. And yeah. you know how one is not one is not as good as the other, you know. But what's your what's your spiel on it, bro? I disagree because you know we've had this conversation. If you know how to make it knock, you gonna you whether you're on a computer or uh, or MPC or a tape machine, right? It's gonna knock, right? Like over the years, we've learned how to 
because we came from analog, we mm-hmm. can make the digital emulate the analog because mm-hmm. we actually had the machines or the actual effects units. We right. had the units instead of plugins. So we know the ins and outs of it. Um, a lot of records, new records that I've done, like Action Pack AP records that I've done, I've done them all on the iPad. Mm. The Black Savages record, part of that was done, my portion of it was done on the iPad. You mm. see what I'm saying? Yeah, man. We was in the... We was in the studio and Beat Maker 3. We was in the studio. Shout out to Beat Maker 3. We was in the studio. Um, me, Royce, and D. And he just, I spoke him up. He just called me. I'm about to call him back. Mm-hmm. We we just, uh, we me, him, and DJ Premier was on FaceTime. Mm. Um, and Primo was like, yo, Lowe's, what you, you still on the MP? What you using? Royce like, nah, it's on the iPad. And now, and, 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 and from an OG perspective, can you can you just re, can you just uh, just talk about the, the portability and and, and and just not be maker three, but just being able to have that type of mobility on the iPad. You know what I'm saying? You can't beat it. Listen, my my combo now, Ma, is my MPC Live mm-hmm. and my iPad. Mm. That's my combo. I take that everywhere because mm. what I, what what the MPC don't have in terms of plugins, I got them on my iPad. Right. Now they made it to where you can direct MIDI and all of that. Listen, man, hey, that's a killer combo to me. Mm. Man, 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 because, man. Because. I could chop samples on the iPad crazy, but I'm, hey, can't nobody touch me on MP. On the MP. I, I, right. Yeah, I, I run circles around cats right. on the MPC. Right. <laughs> and, man, and the thing is, and the thing is, bro, you know, we we live we live in a world, man, where, you know what I'm saying, we, you know, everything is, you know, we we want the mobility, you know what I'm saying, like, like, like I, I was telling you, man. Like, you, uh, like OG Warren G p- reached out to me, like, "Hey, man, teach mm-hmm. me how to use this iPad." Now he, now yeah. he, I, I guarantee you he's not gonna get rid of the MPC sixty. But when you on a right. plane, when you on a plane, your iPad can you be can't the, carry that exactly. You know what I'm saying, you, man? So, so, uh, so I think that's a that's that's one of the main reasons that you know I try to push the envelope and it just. You know, just in regards to the mobility, but it's it's dope when you got you know OG producers like yourself. You know, what I'm saying that that uses it. You know, what I'm saying, and right. you know, and speak highly of it. Like, hey man, it ain't taking oh, away. Yeah. It ain't it ain't it ain't taking nothing nothing away from what I'm able to do musically. You know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So yeah, nah, man. Nah, man. Listen, I when you when you I got a couple of kids that I deal with. When you when you um pull out that iPad and you you either on GarageBand or Beatmaker and, and they see how easy it is and how convenient. Used to sitting in the chair in the living room or mm-hmm. even on a plane, you got headphones on and you can do everything you need to do. Do you know you and I have both mixed records and master records and, and on the iPad. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So. <laughs> It's a it's a one stop shop, and even I've recorded vocals in Beatmaker. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, you can do it. So right. man, I do commercial, especially like when I do commercials mm-hmm. for for radio. Mm-hmm. I do them on the iPad. Mm. I do them on the iPad, like voiceovers and all of that. I'm doing it on the iPad, brother. Cubasing, because Cubasing has the 
I like the fact that you can, you know, uh, uh, drag it from track to track. You know right. what I mean? Right, right, right. That's that's something that uh, beatmaker we need to get on them about. They need to be able to drag it from track one to track two. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Abra, I have talked to them people about it, man. You know, I love beatmaker. I love the app, but just the the. The the community the community aspect just the customer service sucks like a mug you know what I'm saying it's, it's horrible man you know what I'm saying they got a they got a they got a dope they got a dope product but man just their community relationships is terrible man I've been saying that for years you know what I mean I'm gonna keep saying it until they change it I hope they I hope I hope the powers that be over there listen to this podcast y'all suck when it comes to <laughs> come to y'all customer service man it's ridiculous you know. But yeah. uh, but and, and don't outsource it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Please don't do that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man, 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 Carlos, man. Before we get out of here, bro, uh, just real, real quick, um, for for the producer, for the producer that may be saying that 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 you know want to do this as maybe like a full time gig or you mm-hmm. know or you know want to be that next person. What is some advice mm-hmm. would you would you give them? Some real some some real advice. Some the realest advice that I can give you is it is it, so easy to get a placement nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I could tell you to work hard mm-hmm. and, and perfect your craft and, and, and make sure your chops are right. Mm-hmm. Um but the best advice I can give young cats is save your money. Mm. See, because you're gonna get to the point. Like, if you stay at it, brother, and you and you got some talent, you gonna make it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we not taught financial literacy. I guess. Wow, <laughs> you know? man. Uh, and, and we're, we're not taught that. So when you making that money at a young age and you don't know to save or put something back, you know what I'm saying for a rainy day. That can come back and bite you in the ass. Right. You know what I mean? So yes, my advice is, listen, you're going to make the money, but save it, invest it, do something wise with it. Like cars and jewelry, that that's going to come and go. They make a new car every day, every year. They got a new model. Right. You know what I mean? We're dealing with that with equipment. They making new drum machines and programs every day. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right. You can't buy them all. Right. So my advice is, man, take that money, put that money up. Because when you get my age, you know, I'm in my 40s, you're going to look back and, and see all of the dumbness you did with your money and wish somebody had to told you, yo, take some of that money, put it in savings, put it in retirement, or do this and that. You know mm, what I mean? Mm, That's mm. the best advice I can give you. Put your money up. Don't get caught up in the hype. You're yeah. trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know I know what I mean? that's real. <laughs> it's easy to make the money, but it's hard to keep. You feel me? Woo, woo. Man, man, there you have it. Well, man, bro, I appreciate, man, you coming on to the show, man, and dropping that good, them jewels on us, man. You know, it's not, it's not, you, yeah, it's it's not all the time that, you know what I'm saying, you, uh, you know, you get these kind of, you know, these, these type of conversations. So I appreciate you, man, and. Uh, man, anytime, brother. Yes, anytime. Uh, and and man, uh, I definitely, definitely have. To, I'm gonna have to have have you back on, man, because you know you being a, a, a you know being a, a producer in in your forties, still working. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's right. that you know I, I want to be able to just you know continue to have you on just to 
you know, continue to get your your take on where we at, the climate of music, man. So no doubt. Uh, yeah, man. So I appreciate you. It. Appreciate you coming on to the show. And you've been listening to the Show Lab Producer Podcast where we talk about nothing but producer stuff. Yeah, dig. You're listening to the Show Lab Producer Podcast where we talk about nothing but producer stuff. You dig? Yo, you are now in tune with the Show Lab Producer Podcast. Podcast. Nothing but producer stuff. You dig? 